I almost forgot what it was like to hear my own voice. Really? Yeah. Other than, you know, the voices in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't been on air for like two months. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's been a fantastic <laughs> two months. <laughs> so much so much time for activities. Yeah. You know? Uh, a lot, you know? That's why we have a summer break. We're coming back for the fall. I have had many people tell me and ask me when the show was coming back. Well, we're back, bitches. Yeah. Just in time for spooky season. Yeah. Except none of the topics we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe the Joker's a little spooky. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely getting into spooky territory. Spooky. I mean, we'll, we'll get there. It's yeah, early yeah. in the month, you know. Uh, well, you are listening to the fall premiere of your favorite sits pack of pop culture. Pop Not Soda, the OG, not the knockoff one that is trying to get some clout on iTunes. Oh, that's right. Or on Apple Podcasts. We, right. Yeah. We have a, a fellow podcast competitor. With a worse logo and... <laughs> I would say a theme that doesn't make sense. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I just, yeah. You know, they do say imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, but I only think it's imitation. I think they just liked our name. (laughs) Their show's nothing like ours. But we've got a great show for you today uh, because Brett's not here. But we're going to be talking The Joker, like we mentioned, that has just come out. Um, so be wary that after the break, we're going to have, uh, lots of spoilers. Yeah. Coming at you. We're going to talk initial thoughts on El Camino, Jesse Pinkman's solo Breaking Bad and Netflix film. We are going to be talking the major league baseball playoffs, talking fall television show premieres, uh, homeless opera singer. That's what was written on the bull slip. <laughs> so if you don't know this story, you want to stick around. Uh, but first, I want to get into what I always think is funny, especially because I work at a university, is a story in which university officials highly underestimate a pop culture icon and what they're going to do at said performance. Yes. And I believe what you're referring to is a very recent incident with uh, one of the, speaking of OGs, uh, Mr. Snoop Dogg himself. D-O-double-G. And his performance at Kansas University. University of Kansas? No, KU. KU. Yeah. It's Kansas University. Yeah, KU. Uh, So their basketball program decided to, you know, host a concert to get hype up for the next basketball season, which is right around the corner. And the, uh, you know, whoever made the decision decided to go out and hire Snoop Dogg uh, to perform. Great idea. And... During his performance, uh, Mr. Dog brought out a couple of uh, scantily clad female dancers that were accompanied by a tall metal dance prop, uh, a.k.a. a stripper pole. <laughs> and as you can imagine, when you combine a stripper pole with a scantily clad female dancer, uh, you know, activities happen on set apparatus and... For whatever reason, the athletic director came out the next day and issued this huge apology uh, because Snoop used foul language and brought out strippers uh, at his performance. And you just have to you just have to really scratch your head and said, what what were you thinking? What did you expect him to do? Have you heard a song? So this reminds me of when I was in college. And it was after Operation Sudden Fall at San Diego State. For those of you uh, who don't know, that was the giant drug bust that happened. Oh, right, right. In the San Diego State community. The uh, the frat row. <laughs> was, My uh, God. Jeez, I think that's the first time I've ever sneezed on air. I'm sorry. Allergic to oh, drugs. Yeah, I am. A good uh, time. <laughs> and so the next year, there was a big focus on, all right, how do we stop? our students from just partying and doing drugs. Okay, we're going to have a lot of on-campus events. And so we had two free concerts during like the first five weeks of school. So at the time, again, you have to remember this is 2008. Uh, OK Go was one mm-hmm. of the bands because they were super popular with their general yeah. video. The other act was 
Swayze. <laughs> okay. Because he was also very popular at the time. He had his own MTV show. Uh, and all Swayze did was just smoke weed on stage, sing about smoking weed, and asked students in the audience, do you have any blunts to pass? And then were this passed said blunts. And then after, they had to release a statement that they wouldn't be inviting Swayze back to the campus to perform because they were unaware that he would be uh, promoting marijuana use. Well, maybe things have changed now. That, I guess now, uh, you know. Right? No, it's whatever. Yeah, because Swayze's not popular. That's what's changed. <laughs> exactly. He, he would probably suck some dick just to let you know him perform instead of get those drugs. Oof. It's hard out there. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know if he still makes music. Yeah, did he make more than like the three songs? I think he did. Yeah, I think he had like two or three albums. You know who it probably is really worse for is his white hype man. Oh friend. yes, like right. he's probably just. Oh yeah, he was riding those coattails hard. Oh, super hard. So I th- it's just the disconnect where they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna connect with the students. We're gonna book a an artist they'll like to see. Yeah, maybe they thought because you know Snoop Dogg is a a little bit older. You know, he's got a lot of kids that he might have changed or reformed his act. But, oh, no, oh no. Uh, the, the OG, D-O-double-G, is not playing around. He shows up for a good time. And, the, I mean, the funny part is, too, it's not like this. these aren't the students complaining, right? Like, of course, no, not at they all. understand what they're in for and see far worse things on the internet. Uh, but it, yeah, it's like the teachers and the parents that saw this shit that just lost their minds. Like, oh my God, I can't believe my 18-year-old And the funny thing, too, is they're all adults. This. Yeah. So why do you exactly. have to apologize? It's just ridiculous. Unless they had some kids at the, ba- the basketball kickoff or something. I don't know. Right. It's not like it was a family event and Snoop showed up with strippers, even though I feel like Snoop would still show up with strippers at a family event. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a family affair, Netflix is about to release El Camino, which isn't the Breaking Bad family. It is. Brett has very strong feelings <laughs> about this. I know that he's going to listen to this episode and be really upset that he can't interject his opinion into this segment. Right. Because uh, anytime Brian and I in our group chat send anything promotional for El Camino, it is just automatic hate received from Brett. And it's not even like he's watched the, the clips yet. Right. It's just an in instant reaction. Yeah. It's it's just the off the cuff like real quick, this is the worst. They're ruining everything. Leave Breaking Bad alone. And I'll be honest, up until this most recent trailer, I had very low well, expectations. There wasn't a lot given out, right? Like True, but they did release like a couple of those little teasers where uh, I can't remember his name, but like his buddy. Oh yeah, he was in like the interrogation room. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I'm not going to tell you." I thought that didn't look very good. Yeah, and then I think they released one more before. So to me, that didn't stream like that's a scene from the movie. That streamed to me like this is legitimately just filmed as a teaser for the movie. Sure, sure, but it just didn't like get me. I'm like, I don't care, right? Like a tertiary character. Yeah. Like it, di- it didn't, it didn't really spark my interest at all, right? But the trailer and just seeing the cinematography, seeing just a little bit of uh, Aaron Paul's performance—I mean, which looks like he's—he's going to be incredible in it. Yeah. Uh, the the fact that um, they've said it is like a western in the style that they filmed it and how they're storytelling. And sounds super cool. And you can kind of see that in a couple of shots, especially the one at the very end of the trailer where it's showing Aaron Paul across from a guy and it's just like focusing on his oh, gun. Or yeah. It kind of looks like a standoff, uh, right. Or a, or a shootout. And you don't necessarily know if he's like going to go with this guy mm-hmm. or maybe this is somebody like, you know, hunting him down saying like, Hey, are you ready to fucking, yeah, go down right. So, so yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, that, that I think I don't know if it was the most recent trailer, but I think the first like minute and a half long trailer that came out, where the majority of it was no dialogue, what that's what got me like, okay, 
they're not just trying to ride Breaking Bad's success. They're, it's legitimately utilizing a character that has more story to tell. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Because I think if there was going to be any character from Breaking Bad with more to tell, it was going to be Jesse Pinkman, especially because of how his arc ended on the show. Right. And he's just driving away. Like, you, you don't know what happens to him. Um, And, I mean, they've done a fucking spinoff show for like six or seven seasons that's been very successful. So I don't know why people are so quick to be hesitant about this. I think just with anything, right? A lot of people probably I think saw if it, it was as a perfect, series. I think if it was know? a series, right? I think if you're doing a series, another spin-off series and it's about Jesse, that's where you you lose my buy-in. That's like making Joey after friends. <laughs> like what the fuck nobody asked. Right. Nobody wo- like nobody watched friends for like I love Joey. I want more Joey. I just want to see Joey 24/7. That wasn't it. Now, I'm not saying that Jesse's Joey, but nobody was watching Breaking Bad solely for Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, fair. So that's why I could see the if it were a series and you've got to make six seasons in a movie all about Jesse Pinkman, that could tarnish because there's not so much story to tell. But if you have a contained 90-minute Western-esque film, I'm down. Especially I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. I think I it's I probably the, for it. the timing too because it's so far – after mm. the end, right? Maybe Even people can n- see it as narrative-wise, it's taking place like literally right after. Right? Yeah, I know. But we'll see. Hope. I mean, you. I wonder if you Walt hope it's gonna good. be in it, and he's just like seven years older with a beard, and I, it's supposed to be like the week after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm totally expecting a lot of really fun cameos from the Breaking Bad world, particularly and Meth. I'm looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> yeah, meth. exactly. Let's see what color the meth is this time around. But yeah, I... Are you going to give it a chance? Are you going to watch it within oh yeah. the first couple of days it comes yeah, out? Yeah, totally. Okay. Absolutely. Are we going to try and get Brett to watch it? Mm, I think we'll be hard-pressed. All right. But yeah. it is Netflix, so yeah. he's not going to have to go anywhere. He can just... True. He'll have to turn off The Housewives or uh, Southern Charm <laughs> right. and switch over to El Camino. You know what? Everyone that's listening to this, please tweet at Nieces Pieces why you think he should watch El Camino. I think he would really appreciate to hear your support of him watching El Camino on Netflix. When Absolutely. It comes yeah. You can feel free to tag at pop underscore not soda or B O N six one nine or pay for champion DP. Uh, and we'll echo your support of him watching El Camino. Yeah. Let's get him on the train. The, the El Camino. Yeah. Not train. the meth train. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of a train, uh, the Yankees currently have just demolished the Twins. Last night was ugly. Yeah, they can uh, they can score some runs too easily. Their lineup is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Didi Gregorius hit that grand slam when they were already up three nothing. The place went unhinged. It's just not fair. I mean, they have LeMahieu, who might be the best hitter uh, in the league. You've got Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Mike Stanton, who are like the three best, you know, right-handed power hitters. Uh, and then you got that kid Torres, who <laughs> is actually looking like the best out of all of them. Uh, the really young kid. Uh, you have, uh, yeah, Didi, like we just mentioned, who uh, was out a lot of the year with injury. Um, you have, uh, what's his face? Baldy McGee, who... Oh, yeah, um, Baldy McGee. Who uh, who really stepped up uh, last month. I mean, I think he was like second or third in the league in home runs in, uh, in September. Billy Gardner. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, their only flaw, which is a big one, uh, is, is their pitching, right? So they can definitely score the runs. It's just going to be a matter of their pitching staff being able to hold the opposition. Uh, I think against the Twins, it's not really going to matter, but when uh, when they got to play the Astros, that's going to be uh, a fun series for sure. And I mean, and that series too looks... I mean, I feel over already. Can we also just say I feel really bad for the Oakland Athletics? <laughs> I think they've lost 
eight straight single elimination yeah. games, and it's the longest streak out of any major sport. Yeah, it's been a rough go. And and it's like it's so tough in baseball too. Like I don't think people the casual uh fan realizes how fucking long a baseball season is. It's a hundred and sixty two games. You know? A hundred and sixty two games. Yes, and to wash it all away. Yeah. And then you you know, you play great all year, then you get to that wild card game and lose and <laughs> it's a wrap. Better luck next season, guys. Uh, man. So yeah, baseball is interesting that way, but, uh, but I think the AL looks pretty one-sided, uh, the NL as well, you know, I think the Dodgers just too good, um, both pitching and hitting. Um, and then the Braves, I think, you know, kind of gave that first game away. Uh, we'll see how that, that was a crazy, out. like last inning and a half. Yeah. Though. Because I think there were, it was tied 3-3, and then within the last inning, they scored a combined seven runs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Playoff, playoff baseball gets crazy. It is. Playoff baseball is wild. Do you think the Dodgers are going to choke against the Nationals? It's tied 1-1. Oh, I I don't. I think You think they'll, they'll win game three and then yeah. finish in game four? Uh, I don't necessarily. I mean, Scherzer's pitching in game three, and Scherzer looked dirty in that one inning of relief. No, I thought th- I thought they said today that Scherzer isn't. Oh, is he not? Yeah. Is he going to be game four? I think what they're going to do is just kind of use him in that late relief role that they did uh, in game two. Really? He only threw 14 pitches. I feel like he can, he can go and start. Yeah. I'm sure he could, but I think their thought process is just, yeah, he's your, your ace in your back pocket whenever you need to throw him out there. Mm. You know? I don't know. That man's a winner. He wants the ball in his hands. He's very uh, Falco from the replacements. Yeah, Win- winners always want the ball. But arguably, you know, Strasburg might, you know, be the better, the better pitcher. Yeah, right I can't wait for him to be an Anaheim Angel of Los <laughs> Angeles. <laughs> yeah, so I think the NL that's it's definitely up in it's the air. It's wide open, you know, in the NL, and I think I would like to see any of the teams other than the Dodgers in the World Series. That yeah, because the Dodgers have been there twice. You had your shot. They're basically the Buffalo Bills from the 90s of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Plus, you'll be back, you know. Like, you got, other than the Braves, probably have the better younger uh, core. But, I mean, I don't know the who Dodgers beats might. the Astros and the Yankees. Yeah. I, I'm excited for that seven-game series. Honestly, the like the Astros pitching staff is just Oh, yeah. You see Verlander. Not fair. Wave to uh, his wife and baby, Kate Upton. After his start, after he dominated. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, you no. lay a head nod, and I, that was I was like, I haven't seen Kate Upton in like two years. Well, you're gonna see a lot of her because they're <laughs> probably every the World Series every game exactly. Uh, so yeah, I if I were to make a prediction today, I'm gonna say Astros and. Braves. That's gonna be my my guess, and then I'm gonna say Astros in like six. I'm gonna say Yankees Braves running back from the nineties, and the Yankees are gonna win. So we're definitely leaning AL. Yeah, I think AL, as it usually is, is far superior than the NL. Yeah, in recent history, if you don't count the the years the Giants have won, <laughs> right. <laughs> Because I think they're the only NL team. Uh, the Cardinals have a couple mixed in there. They do. But it's really been the Red Sox, the Astros, the Royals, the Tampa Bay Rays. Don't have one, right? They lost. Because they lost to Philly in that random year when Philly was good. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the Yankees. Uh, I mean, the Chicago White Sox have a fucking championship in there. And, sorry, my fantasy team is crumbling because Aaron Jones has four touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yes. The the love-hate of fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I And I think that Braves-Yankees, like, they were, those were the two top squads in the 90s. Yeah. And so. Really the last two. I hope they just wear 90 uniforms, by the way, when they run it back. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which I don't think their uniforms have changed very much, so it'll be looking exactly the same. Right. No, yeah. I mean, just two teams that definitely had dynasties, won a lot of championships, uh, a lot of pennants. So, yeah, it would be cool as kind of a throwback to see them face off. And, you know, I mean, they're going to be around. Obviously, the Yankees would be around forever. But, yeah, the Braves, that young group uh, with the Dodgers, I mean, they're just going to be around for <laughs> for the next fucking 10 years, you know? Yeah. Um, This is the only time I care about baseball, by the way. Yeah, it's October. It's the really the only time to invest yeah. in baseball. It's also the best sports month of the entire year. Yes, it March is, is close. March is close. But I think October rules. College football, National Football League, the NHL. You got preseason NBA, and then at the end of the month, you'll have actual NBA games. Yep. You've got playoff baseball. Just all the all the sports. Brett's favorite NASCAR. <laughs> uh, English Premier League. Like, there's never a boring moment. On sports television. Yeah. And our girlfriends and wives are just <laughs> so happy. That it yeah, because it's spooky season. That's all. <laughs> they either go shopping for fall shit. Yeah, they're watching Hocus Pocus. We're, yeah. you know, the refreshing. Uh, what is our, it? The uh, free form, like 31 days of uh, Spooktober. Oh, I mean, uh, it's all of them. Like, I'm sure Lifetime. They're and bacon, ginger, I don't know, or like the, the sugar cookies that are in like the forms of pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah, like the cut and bake. Uh, making some pumpkin pie. Uh, I don't know what the fuck else they do. Uh, cider, maybe warm cider. Is yeah. that more November? Uh, no, I think that's definitely just a fall. It's just pumpkin drink. spice shit everywhere. Yeah, like everything's got pumpkin spice in it, which pumpkin spice isn't even a real goddamn thing. Right. Nobody grinds up a pumpkin and, and says, "Let me spice this up." Yeah. It's just somehow become a consensus all right we're just gonna get bent over by pumpkin spice yeah. for a month and no it's not good. even a month anymore this shit starts in like the end of <laughs> august it's like before labor day is the first pumpkin spice latte assignment uh, and it goes all the way through the end of the year right because i don't do they get rid of it before the christmas strings come in or do they keep it no, I think they do get rid of it. Oh. So it is like just a fall. Like after Thanksgiving. Thing. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, fuck you. Exactly. Peppermint white mocha did it right. in here. Exactly. Christmas time. Okay. This is a really weird tangent, but I like <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. We're going to head to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking the homeless opera singer and her overnight viral fame. Uh, all of the October, the Spooktober television premieres um, that are coming out. And. Brian and I are get really in on the Joker, Walking Phoenix, Todd Phillips. Yep. So stick around. Uh, Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joke's on you if you didn't know we were going to talk about the Joker and you're still listening and you haven't seen it because it's spoiler heavy. Yeah. And I think before we get into the movie, I just think that the whole, uh, you know, even activity, uh, the fervor around this movie has been something I don't think that I've ever seen before uh, in terms of uh, how much focus there is on, you know, making sure there like aren't any attacks. Uh, There has been a lot of, um, you know, posts from certain groups, specifically like white supremacy groups that have threatened to even like go in and shoot up theaters, specifically in New York, because the movie, you know, takes place in Gotham city, which is very, uh, you know, New York-esque. Uh, and even here in California, like, the you know, I went to the theater in UTC, Arclight. There wasn't anything, um, you know, additional there in terms of security. But, you know, I've had a lot of friends that went to the movie who said there were armed guards 
uh, in the theater. And I think Dan, you know, you oh yeah, we walked in behind two police officers, and then when we walked into like into the movie theaters, there we walked in behind two police officers. And when we were walking down the hall to our actual theater, there was an armed police officer standing outside, just keeping an eye on everyone walking in. Our protection was probably a 22-year-old kid who maybe weighed 135 pounds with a clipboard. So, uh, yeah, we would not have been in good shape <laughs> if something went down at the Arclight Theater you just in UTC. throw that clipboard like a batarang, bro. Yeah, I'm just going to throw my, uh, my Shake Shack leftovers at him and hopefully... <laughs> distract him with some delicious food well first off you had leftovers from Shake Shack no that's a, oh, okay. that's a lie yeah all right that's what I thought of course not uh but yeah so I mean I think that in itself is just really uh interesting about this whole movie going experience and then you go and see the movie and you know it's something that you really haven't seen before uh it's really wild it's violent it's uh, you know, funny, darkly, but but funny. It's cringeworthy. It's uh, annoying. It's depressing. It's uplifting. It's, um, you know, it's just a whole lot of emotions. And it's also like a comic book, you know? I, I've, I've heard a lot of people saying like, oh, this movie is great because it's not a comic book movie. And I would actually disagree heavily. Like, I think this is a perfect illustration of a comic book origin story. And especially Batman, that's, like, really rooted in just, like, deep-seated emotion. Like, that's the power of Batman, right? Is just his hatred and loss of his parents. Like, that's what fuels him. He doesn't have any superpowers. He's just, you know, rich and... Uh, can do a lot of sit-ups. Um, but, you know, when you sprinkle Superman and the Justice League in, then it gets a little ridiculous, right? But, uh, you know, I've always felt Batman was rooted in realism, and I think that this movie, to me, when, like, I even just think about Batman, like, would have been a really cool origin story for not only Joker, but for Bruce Wayne, you know? And, like, I won't spoil too much, but there uh, is an obvious correlation about what happens after, you know, Arthur Fleck, the Joker, shows up and, you know, the death of his parents. So, I mean, all in all, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I thought it's, like, super unique. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix does an amazing job. I th I can't imagine, you know, anybody really coming out and being able to beat him. Uh, for best actor this year but you know we still got a couple months left so we'll see um but uh but you know i i don't think it's like the best movie i've seen this year uh or like you know putting it on that uh pedestal that a lot of people are are raising it up to me um, yeah i would agree um i would say that when i think joker i'm still gonna think heath ledger Oh, yeah, for sure. I appreciated the lack of dependence this film had on comic book lore. Um, it ha paid tribute to some aspects of uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight and the killing joke. Uh, specifically, I mean, Arthur Fleck is the Joker in the killing joke. And uh, Watching Phoenix was great. I just, it left me wanting a signature Joker moment. And I never got that. That full come to Joker-esque, like, line. Or, I think, I think there's a point where he does say it, and it's into the camera, but they cut it off, and so you have to catch oh, it yeah, the when they bring out. And I, right. and I, you know, if it is, you know, put a smile on that whatever it is whatever that line is it upsets me that they didn't that they cut it off you just should have let it happen right because then i think you'd get that hook and you're like ah there it is i never had the ah there it is moment and because i didn't have that then the 10 minutes that follow i i was really disinterested in 
Yeah, because we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I actually had the opposite, uh, you know, experience. I loved the third act in the finale and thought that the first two, like, just drug on a little bit. So, to me, it's when he... the moment he's Joker is when he says, hey, Murray, can you introduce me as the Joker? Mm. Like, that's just l- the literal definement of him, you know, switching to this persona. And then, you know, obviously what happens when he actually goes on the show, right? Well, I think it. I think it's the point of when he visits the person in the hospital. Yeah. I think that's where he full-on commits. Right. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah. For sure. Like, And I, I do appreciate that. This, this leaned into its R rating. Yeah, totally. It leaned into the brutality because uh, there's some scenes that are just – it's not ultra-violent, but it doesn't shy away from being dark. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate the filmmaking, the, the cinematography, the score. The score is really good. Uh, the, and it sets a mood for the whole entire movie. And I thought that I was going to get – too much sympathy for the character from a lot of the early reviews, but I didn't have that. Yeah. So I think a lot of the articles that were calling for like, let's, you know, be wary of normalizing, uh, isolated white male grievances and, uh, you know, sparking them to be, a uh, an agent of, you know, change and revenge. Let's not glorify that. I don't think it does that at all. But I just think I wanted a little bit more from that third act. I think that's where where it was left. Yeah. I agree that they could have expanded that. And I mean, I'm pretty sure they've already announced that this is it, right? Like, there's no. There's no. There's nothing else. This is just going to stand alone. Yeah. So. Which is totally cool. Totally cool with that. Right. And in that sense, like, I get why Todd Phillips you know, ended it the way that he did, right? It was a Hollywood ending for the bad guy, essentially, you know? But, def- but definitely not <laughs> the traditional path uh, no. to get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, what... I, I think it was purposeful, but that laugh just... Like yeah. drove me crazy towards the the middle of the movie. Well, I think it's a, it's it's a hundred percent supposed to. Yeah, yeah. So so that's a really interesting uh, take on uh, this Joker is that he has a condition where he just laughs uncontrollably, um, and he does like Joaquin Phoenix does a really great job, I think, of showing you in like a lot of dramatic situations where he just like starts to laugh that he can't control. Like he tries to, right. But he just can't, he can't stop himself. He chokes. On yeah. It, and yeah. that you can kind of tell. And that's where I think the most pure laughter you get is from the very end of the movie. Um, and I, and what I did appreciate too is there's a very good juxtaposition of Arthur Fleck in this movie because anytime he's trying to be funny, he's absolutely the unfunniest person <laughs> on scene. Yeah. You know, um, on the screen. But it's in the moments when he, when he's not trying to be funny that have this dark humor to it. Uh, part of me, uh, like one of the scenes is where he, he drops this badass line uh, and he goes to walk into a building and walk straight into a closed door. It's <laughs> <Right. laughs> exit only. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or uh, when he's confronted about following someone and she's like, oh, I thought you were going to rob the place. He's like, well, I have a gun. And come by on Thursday. Like he's, he thinks he's being like, he's being serious, but it, it comes off funny. But yeah, I it's, it's good. His performance is just so good; it carries the movie. Like this is a lot for Joaquin Phoenix to do, and he takes it as far as it can go. Yeah, and I saw it in seventy millimeter, and it was it it does feel like you know a throwback, right? 
it does feel like taxi driver. Uh, it does have moments too of um, uh, the dark night. So the scene at the end where he's in the, in the cat or in the police car mm -hmm. and he's like got his head against the window and he's, you know, like watching the city burn. I definitely got like a flashback of Heath Ledger, which was super purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of nods to movies that Todd Phillips took influence from, and he even talks about it. You know, he's very upfront about it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you mentioned cinematography earlier, and I think that was probably my favorite part of the movie is how well they showed you loneliness through, uh, you know, just through the cinematography, right? Like a lot yeah. of shots of him, you know, in the middle, you know, nothing else around him or just very isolating shots, which is really cool. Um, and it just, yeah, it just had the feel of a gritty movie that I think is really tough to, to pull off these days. No, I, and I think it's, it is a unique flavor of comic movie. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you define this as? Yes. It's a, a comic movie. Uh, no, not comedy. Oh, comic. A comic movie. Got it, got it. Yeah, it's a drama. Uh, it's not an action movie. It's not yeah. a superhero movie. It's a comic-based movie. And I think if you have the right expectations, you're going to enjoy the film. If you have no expectations, you're going to enjoy the film. But if you're going, thinking it's going to be something on the, on the lines of, like, The Dark Knight, um, or you think it's going to be um, Avengers, or you think it's going to be... Uh, maybe even if you are looking for like more of the DC Titans or those web streaming films, it's not going to be like that. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's definitely not a traditional. Like Brett would like this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of non-traditional, we are talking about fall TV show premieres very late into the game, but there's still so many shows to premiere. Yeah. Uh, there are. I mean, just this past weekend, uh, we got Peaky Blinders and Mr. R Robot premiering. Oh, yeah, dude. Is, and is this Mr. Robot's final season? This is the final season, yeah. So, I... So personally, I think Mr. Robot is the best dramatic it's series that's, uh, that's out um, right now. It's It's super smart. It's... Uh, it's funny, it's dramatic, like a lot of twists, uh, a lot of really great acting. Uh, I mean, Rami Malek, you know, could probably win the Emmy every year. Christian Slater is is great in it, too. Um, and I think it's like, you know, a pretty plausible idea as well, like just how much the infrastructure runs on technology and like the stuff they're able to do in it. Um, so, so, yeah, final season. I'm kind of glad because it's, you know, going to go out like yeah. at its peak. You know, which you always want, right? You don't want any show that you enjoy to overstay. It's welcome. How I met your mother, <laughs> right? Uh, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm super excited about that. I did already hear that Peaky Blinders, um, you know, gets set up for an another season. So uh, I'm not gonna go necessarily rush to to watch that. Walking Dead's coming back, yeah, for Hooray. its tenth fucking season. <laughs> then they already this show, announced. like the zombies, will never die. Because, yeah, because they already announced... 11. 11. But I think Michonne's leaving after this season, right? Right, but what's-her-face is coming... Uh, Maggie's coming back because her show that she was doing uh, bombed. Oh, the... the um, Whiskey... Whiskey Tango. Well, yeah, whatever Whiskey it is. Cavalier. Whatever the fuck it was called. Was that a Shonda Rhimes? It wasn't, right? But it was, like, everyone from, like, the Shonda Rhimes production because Shonda Rhimes left ABC to go to Netflix. Yeah. And it shows that, like, just because you have the same production stuff, you need the writer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Walking Dead will, <laughs> like you said, always well, hey, you, be you, around during October. You know what premieres tonight? Batwoman. Oh, okay. Starring Ruby Rose. Right. And they gave her a different suit where she's not wearing the red wig. So she's got, like, the, the Batman full Batman, cow. yeah. Her head looks so fucking small. <laughs> yeah, I do not like it. Um, 
you i th- i think i think they'll they'll add some hair back I hope especially so. if she's supposed to be batwoman and if she's playing kate uh she's supposed to have some red hair yeah also some white makeup too like she's supposed to be pretty like white faced red hair but we'll see yeah i mean you got ruby rose for god's sakes let that fucking yeah. main flow and i think the other thing though is i know that these shows the CW DC Arrowverse have had their their peaks and valleys, but what they are doing this fall is they are doing Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is by far I think the best DC comic storyline, and the amount of people they are bringing back who has ever participated. I was just gonna say in anything DC comic yeah. television is fucking crazy it's pretty cool there's rumors that um oh what's his name kevin conroy is going to play an old bruce wayne and he is the voice of batman right mark hamill is rumored to be playing the actual joker where he's played the tritster reprising his role from the 1990s flash tv series but that he'll be, he'll be playing a universe's Joker because he's the voice, the of voice Joker. of Joker. Um, Tom Welling and whatever her face that played Lois Lane from Smallville are coming back. Brandon uh, Routh, Brown and already, Routh who's already back in the Arrowverse playing um, uh, Roy. Uh, what the hell is his name? He plays the Atom. Oh, um, okay. Is going to actually be reprising his Superman role. <laughs> right. So you're going to have, like, four different Supermans. And then the one dude's playing both, like, the good Superman and evil Superman, right? Yeah. The same actor. Yeah, who did it earlier. And then uh, I think you're going to – there's rumors about who could step in and play other Flashes and other – and you're going to have everyone from Arrow. Like, it's just going to be crazy. It's going to be something on TV that I don't think we've ever seen. I think, and, and w- to be honest, like the Arrowverse is something that we haven't seen really before where you've had so many different crossovers. The only thing for me is like, I think that's oh. cool and, amb- and ambitious. They're going to pull two actors from the DC Titans. So the streaming mm-hmm. show Titans, which is like rated R, are going to be appearing in Crisis on Infinite Earths. And it's rumored that one of them is going to be Robin, a.k.a. Nightwing, mm-hmm. that character, which... It's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just tough for me because, like, I'll watch a clip of this stuff, and I'm like, oh, man, all these characters, it's so badass. And then you see it, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is a TV show, right? Yeah. Like, you can't you can't watch Infinity War and then watch a show on CW with the same kind of, of expectations, right? Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, some, some other shows that I'm super excited for, uh, Watchmen. Uh, Ooh, premieres yeah. on HBO. Uh, hopefully, cross our fingers, it finally gets an adaptation that uh, that it deserves. And it it seems like they're gonna go like a little different uh, angle with uh, with the series, which I'm all for. Like, I think it looks pretty. Because this is supposed to take place after the events yeah. of the graphic novel, right? Right. Exactly. So it's basically just like following around, uh, you know, just normal people who are pretending to be uh, like Watchmen with superpowers, but they're really just like normal people. So we'll see. Uh, and then, of course, uh, at the at the end of the month, one of my favorite shows also on HBO, Silicon Valley, uh, comes back. So Not the Haunted Gingerbread Showdown? <laughs> well, I got that DVR'd, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. No problem. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, of course, we also have uh, El Camino. That's... That's dropping soon on Netflix. So just a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to watch. You have the fifteenth and final season of Supernatural. That's a lot of seasons. Which I think this that would be historic if fucking Law and Order SVU hadn't just come <laughs> back for their twenty first their twenty first season. Unreal. Like that's crazy. Um, and it's crazy to think that this show Supernatural has been on for half of my life. Yeah. That is insane to think about. And, it, and yeah, yeah. I mean, um, is there anything that has already premiered that you've kind of gotten into? Um, 
I mean, you know, South Park started again. Uh, this this season looks like it's going to be really interesting. I mean, did you, are you caught up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I think this had one of the most South Parkish South Park moments that yeah. I've ever seen in the last episode. Integrity Farms. You know? <laughs> uh, why are you covered in blood and honey, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you need to watch it. Like it's bad. It's it's very good. Like they're building up on last season, but it's it's better than last season already. Yeah. Um so yeah, I started that and then you know, I, I have to admit I st- I still watch Modern Family. So That's this fair. is the the final season. I love uh, me some uh uh what's your face? Sarah uh, Sarah Paulson. No, what? <laughs> It's American Sarah, Horror Story. Sarah Highland. Uh, Sarah Highland. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped up. I'll tell you, head. you know what new show that I, I started? I, there's two new shows that I've uh, caught that uh, I actually enjoyed. Uh, the first one's on Fox. Surprise. It's called Prodigal Son. Oh, okay. Uh, it's got uh, Walking Dead alum uh, that played Jesus. Jesus. I feel like who I, kn- I don't recognize him I at f- all. I feel like it's going to be either like a law-abiding citizen situation or there, there's going to you know, be like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me very much of a toned down red dragon. That was going to be my, my like, next. That's what I, those yeah, are the yeah, feelings yeah. I get hardcore. And so I'm super about that. Like, um, and, and, uh, it's, uh, Michael Sheen, isn't it? And he's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, um, Stumptown oh. with Colby Smulders. Right. And Jake Johnson, agent Hill in, in Portland. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, it's enjoyable. It's a little bit more on like the, uh, I don't know. Like, I think it would be better if it was a Netflix show because you could be a little bit more R rated. Yeah. But it's good. And she's fantastic. She really found the groove being like a badass instead of being Robin Shabatsky and going to the mall. Uh, and Jay Johnson, he's, he's only another bar. So it he looks likes like he's bartender. He's just his character from New Girl. He's just a little bit more put together in this. Yeah. He's a little bit more responsible. Right. Uh, but it's good, and that's based off a graphic novel. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I would I would recommend if you're looking for some new shows, um, two very different uh, types of like dramas. Uh, highly recommend. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it to it, Lars. But seriously, I'm really looking forward to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, it sounds like a. A fun I ride. hope everybody fucking dies, and they're just like, "All right, we all got canceled, so everyone dies." <laughs> <laughs> That's how you really lean into it for me. Kill everyone, right? Well, speaking of killing it, uh, there was a young lady caught on camera recently uh, by a LAPD officer, see uh, singing some opera in uh, in the subway. And she has since been labeled, uh, I think, like Subway Singer. Um, really, the headlines have just called her like Homeless Opera Singer Lady or some variation of. Uh, but it was basically a situation where, you know, this cop uh, caught her, you know, I think just singing by herself. It looks like super late night. There's nobody else in there. And, uh, you know, posted it on social media and the the Internet just kind of took it from there. Listen to how she hits that. Who is commenting on this video? <laughs> oh, it's fucking Gail, bro. It's Gail. Oh. Uh, nice. Yeah. No, she's just singing with her cart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is just a feel-good story about how the power of the Internet can be used for good. Uh, you know, once this clip went viral, she got, like, a bunch of uh, different job offers. I think, I, you know, we even saw today. She was, like, she played some uh, thing in L.A. in uh, uh, their version of Little Italy in uh, in L.A. So, it's uh, yeah, it's cool to see, you know, somebody down on their luck who – is able to get a you know a second chance, and it just reminds me of uh, the guy in Cleveland. I think I want to say it was Cleveland. Yeah, it was that got to the sports arena job, right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, same type of thing, you know. He was homeless, just on the street. Somebody recorded a clip of him. He had you know like the traditional 
sports announcer, stadium announcer voice. Uh, he went viral and, you know, got uh, got a job. So, so yeah, always fun to to see a little a little positivity coming out of the Internet these days instead of reading about the uh, the next impeachment headline and second whistleblower. Maybe she's in a she'll sing the whistleblower comments. Yeah. Maybe that's her first record is she'll sing in soprano uh, Trump tweets. Yeah, maybe he just hired somebody to blow a whistle every time he tweets. <laughs> I mean, then, basically every time he tweets it is And then he's crime. like, hey, here's my whistleblower. And it's her. And it's her. It's just a distraction. And then, right, he's like, hey, tell her all like the good stuff we've been doing here. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Uh, but no, that's that's cool. I'm hoping that somebody finds me on a street corner uh, and wants to give me a podcast recording. So you're just gonna be like talking to yourself on the corner? Yeah, uh, live about shows. About <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, we can like you know, put some dirt on her face and wear some raggedy clothes. Uh, somehow figure out to cover up the apple <laughs> on this MacBook. <laughs> what we do is we <laughs> fill in the apple so there's no bite taken out, so it's knocked off. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, no, come on. I mean, uh, I don't know any other talent that I would have that I could just be found in public and they'd be like, Hey, do you think you can do this? And then that would lead me to going viral. Yeah. Sadly, I no. don't have any other yeah, discernible talent. Bullshitting would just land me on Fox news. So, right. Well, you know, it's a tough world out there. It is. That's a really depressing moment to end on, but good for her. Yeah. I don't know who's going to listen to your opera records, but good for you. Right. At least you got your, you know, your 15 seconds. Hey, no, but at least, in all honesty, she'll have some money to have put a roof over her head and she'll be living a better life. Yeah. And way more money for better drugs. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I guess that means we're back, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Uh, so thank you for joining us on this episode of Pop Not Soda, episode 22 of season five. That means you've listened to us for over a hundred episodes, almost like a hundred and fifty, I want to say. Yeah, I'm sure there's. We keep cranking out that content. Ten people out there that have done that, <laughs> probably. <laughs> if that, and we appreciate all of you. And three of. Thanks for listening, mom. Demoros. Uh If you miss us throughout the week, you can find us at Pop Not Soda or Pop Underscore Not Soda on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, our Facebook is forward slash Pop Not Soda, the same as our Patreon. So if you want to hear more of us. Um, more frequently, please head over there and donate. Maybe help Brett, uh, you know, get some hookups from LA so he can join us. Yeah, he and, needs to pay uh, that phone bill. He really does. And uh, let us know your thoughts on any shows that have premiered this fall that you're looking forward to or that you've started to watch. Again, tweet all of your support for El Camino at Nieces Pieces on Twitter. Uh, let Brett hear you and why El Camino is going to be a great movie. And until next time, you can find every episode of Pop Not Soda on popnotsoda.podbean.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts can be found. So we will see you on the flip side. <laughs>